Welcome to Women on the Line, one of Community Radio's National Feminist Current Affairs programs, produced by women and gender diverse broadcasters at 3CR Community Radio in Melbourne, on unceded Kulin lands, and broadcasted nationally on the Community Radio Network. I'm your host, Senya. On today's show, we chat with Caleb, an illustration and comic artist. They chat with us about their art practice, as well as their recent art poster titled No Cops at Pride. We then hear snippets from the Pride Street Party 3CR broadcast with PX Wanu and Tongan Cheek, which was held on Sunday 12th of February this year. Let's first hear from Caleb. Oh, hi everyone, my name is Caleb. I'm an artist working on the unceded lands of the Wurundjeri, Woiwurrung and Bunurong peoples. Uh, I live in the western suburbs and yeah, I've had a small practice since 2017. Um, that's transformed a lot and I'm really happy to be on air with you talking about art. Thank you for having me, Han. Lovely to have you here. Um, and yeah, I, I've been following your artwork perhaps around since 2018 and I've noticed your creative practice spans across both illustration and comics. Um, so the work that I've seen of yours has taken shape through zines, posters, stickers, um, sculptures as well, um, and also some like wearables. Uh, yeah. I'm thinking of like the amulets that you, you've made in the past. Can you share with listeners your journey with these mediums over the years and how your relationship with your own heart has changed over these last years? Yeah. Um... I'd say that firstly, I studied psychology and neuroscience in my, at, in my university years. And so for some time, I kind of abandoned the artwork or the love for art that I had from my teenage years. And things kind of resurfaced in 2017 when a friend invited me to just um, sit at their table at the zine fair and make something. And so that zine that I had put out in 2017, that was the first time I had showed, shown people my art. And people didn't know before that that I drew, but I've had a lifelong experience with drawing and have always wanted to make things. And I think since then I've just been dipping my toes in all sorts of mediums, sculptural, I especially love with paper clay, uh, soft sculptures, um, textures, I've moved into sound as well. Um, and I'd say these journeys have been really fluid up until recently, because I think during lockdown, I became more and more radicalized uh, in terms of not only my politics, but my gender expression. And I think that's allowed my work, which has spanned many different forms, to close in on, on specific themes. Um, yeah, initially I feel as though a lot of my art focused on these very open feelings of gender, not just exploration, but loss, <laughs> confusion, um, all of the good parts of, of being gender diverse and has sort of narrowed in more about community and land care and about having a voice in the world and wanting to change people's hearts and minds so that 
we don't buy into the narrative that the world is ending and that there's nothing that we can do. What I really love about your work is, and I guess seeing it over the years, is that um, it translates to me as both playful yet gut-wrenching. Um, <laughs> and I, I guess yeah. I see that through um, the forms that you create in in your illustrations and how that's um, also translated through the sculptural work that you've made. Um, yeah, I really feel that what seeing your art, it's kind of pushed my own imagination to what the body can experience and also the depths of emotions. Um, from, for example, like some of your illustrations I've seen where um, there are bodies that are kind of like fluidly breaking down um, and like crying um, or suddenly dancing um, and that kind of oscillation between um, these really strong feelings, it feels really potent for me. Um, and yeah, and you also explore themes of mental health and the queer and gender diverse experience. Um, you touched on how you're moving more, or you said that over the pandemic, you um, you started to kind of focus more on particular, I guess, radical themes, but also themes that are really speaking to um, the context that we're living in around climate change and place as well. Um, can you tell me a bit more about how it feels to be moving in this direction and other particular perhaps mediums within the artworks that you've explored that you'd like to try out more? Yeah, that's a really great question and also very gorgeous observations. I really love hearing that. <laughs> I think maybe in um, the arts world and especially in comics it's a bit isolating and you don't often hear about what people think or feel and I think my work is about evoking feelings and not putting everything out there in words or terms and as a result allowing people to get these really gorgeous and diverse interpretations so thank you for that gorgeous comment um, and I've almost forgotten the question now <laughs> because of it <laughs> Um, lost in the lost in the flattering. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, stop it. <laughs> um, <And> more. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but I really, I really love that. Um, I guess, like, when I I see comics, um, I feel like it's quite specific, perhaps, to the comics I've seen in in Nam. Like a lot of the people I know who make comics do do kind of push that boundary around. Um, personal story and not just making like cutesy things for the sake of mm. making something cute, but actually putting, um, yeah, some depth and, uh, critique around how we might be thinking about a particular situation regarding say climate change, um, or interpersonal dynamics. And yeah, so I feel like seeing your work, I've seen you kind of move more in that direction and yeah, that's exciting for me to see. <laughs> so, mm. but yeah, I would, I guess the question is around um, the themes that you're exploring now. Can you talk a little bit more about that? And um, yeah, what are you excited to try out in, in this exploration? Yeah, um, it's an interesting comment you have about how things are in um, at the moment with comics artists, because I feel with the advent of social media, perhaps a lot of new artists are more engaged in creating a brand um, which I feel is 
is quite devastating to the arts world. But here in Nam, we've had a long-standing tradition of zine making, which doesn't have the same barriers that is faced um, in, well, in having to play with an algorithm and get attention and get validation online. And I think that means that people can speak more from the heart um, and speak locally too, which I really love about, about yeah, making comics. Um, for me, I find, I found over the last, since lockdown, um, I put a lot of my activism into my professional work. I was working at a not-for-profit at the time and I was finding that it was quite emotionally devastating, especially during lockdown, not being able to do a lot of things um, as a result of working in an industry that's essentially built to agree with the systems at play in the world uh, rather than fully challenge them. Um, I'll speak as vaguely as I can about that because I actually really loved where I worked, but it was difficult having these desires to change the world or to, to have like a passion around social change. And I think for me during lockdown, I actually volunteered for um, an organization that was completely grassroots in the sense that um, we weren't paid and it was set up online for us to speak to people or queer and trans people and gender diverse people with experiences, thoughts and feelings around suicide. And we created a space that allowed them to speak openly without any fear of judgment or fear of being, having the cops called on them. And I found that this kind of unpaid work was really incredible. I really felt like we were making a massive difference within ourselves and for the lives of these people. And I kind of realized that no paid work I'm ever going to do is going to have that effect. And so I've started to sort of channel that more into my artwork. Um, these observations I have in the world, especially about climate change, about mental health and about, about queerness, uh, transness, gender diversity, that has a sense of death drive in it that I really want to combat. I think we have a lot of strength. Um, and I think, I think there are many systems at play that don't want us to be together, to fight together. And I think my art has really been geared around that at the moment. Um, I do, if you, if you know me IRL, um, you might know me as quite a funny person. Um, and also probably a bit like mentally fucked, <laughs> however you may interpret that. But I think that really does translate in my work that I do try to communicate with a lot of playfulness and joy, which is an essential element to being alive, while also just not being in denial about this heartbreak and grief and doom that we all have in us from the conditions of our, well, from the world that we live in. I hope that answers your question a bit. Um, th I think in terms of new directions, I'm writing an essay for the first time in eight years that is not for the university, um, <laughs> which to me is terrifying, but I'm really wanting to write about how social media magnates, AI generated art, all these forms of data mining are snatching at every aspect and every frontier of our identities. And that's the terrifying new um, frontier for me is writing. Because <laughs> I, I, I'm going to point out very devastating things, but also be quite hopeful about it or demand change. So I was hoping to make it like a hybrid comic, but with deadlines, we'll see. And yeah, I'm working on some serialized comics 
to be released with a publisher. Um, hopefully three to six serialized comics in total that talk a bit more about like the devastation of living under Centrelink as a queer person. <laughs> um, and also contrasting that with having the hopefulness of like an animal literally inside of you. Because in this comic, a person is commandeered by a rabbit. And so, yeah, reining it back into my roots, which is comics and more experimental zines. Yeah. Wow, that's, um, I, what's really stood out for me in what you just said there was around creating a sense of aliveness in your work. And when I think of aliveness, I think it's not just about, um, yeah, feeling joyful or um, those kind of emotions, but also the other emotions um, that come with living life. Um, and yeah, and I love that you're kind of channel you channeled that into a recent artwork of yours. Um, I don't know if this is the title, but the on the poster itself, it said no cops at pride. Um, yeah, that's so the title. Could you, yeah, oh, that's the title. Yeah. Could yeah. you tell us um, about that artwork and the exhibition it was in? Um, yeah, absolutely. So No Cops at Pride was an artwork that I made in response to a call out for an exhibition that was, that is, it just recently closed, being hosted at Midsummer. Uh, and this was, the curator, um, his name is Emerson, wanted to have people, trans and gender diverse people, work under the theme Gender Garden. And I think perhaps at the time when I saw this some months ago, I felt a great fury in my heart, um, just especially because at the time I was reading this book called It Was Vulgar and It Was Beautiful um, by Jack Lowry. And it's a book about how, or literally in the title it says, how AIDS activists used art to fight a pandemic. Um, and I think at the time I felt quite radicalized by the, the idea, or well, not just the idea, but the fact that the these groups of artists saw a crisis happening and just couldn't let they couldn't sit back and not do what was within their hearts to try and fight that and actually a lot of the um so the group named in the book they're called grand fury a lot of their works has actually been adapted over time um silence equals death and the pink triangle upside down, very, very famous work um, that has actually to this day influenced how medication and how the medical world works um, and how it's not a, at the time, it was a radical idea to say that people with AIDS was innocent, are innocent. Um, a lot of those ideas have translated through time. It's a, a fantastic book, but I think a lot of the rage in the book, as it describes a lot of personal experiences of people witnessing their friends die, um, a lot of it felt so parallel to how I felt about about witnessing suicide in the trans and gender diverse community, about the poverty and housing problems that we have. So much of that reflected air quotes post-COVID, post-lockdown. I felt a kind of rage in me like, things are not a garden. <laughs> I'm having a shit time. And I know so many people who are doing the same and... So with the interpretation of the theme, I thought like, fuck it. I don't want cops in my garden. <laughs> I want us to all come together. Um, and yeah, 
through reading this book, which is essentially about propaganda and protest art to influence and change the hearts of minds of people, essentially, I thought that this was a really good avenue for that, especially sneaking in the fact that Midsummer hosts Cops at Pride. Um, so very surprisingly, my work was accepted, um, which is fantastic. Uh, and they asked me to write a little description and I thought, well, the art speaks for itself, so I'll just write a cab. Um, which actually got taken out of the display <laughs> by the, oh, the yeah. yeah by the council that hosted it, and I can understand uh, that yeah, sure. they want to appeal to the people who don't agree with ACAB. <laughs> I'm just kidding, <laughs> but yeah, um, the exhibition they hosts won't be a lot walking of different... out with ACAB tattoo like tattoo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, you can have no cops at Pride, but yeah, you can't call them bastards. That's not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, a lot of really interesting artists in that show. Um, I, I think maybe, yeah, one of the really beautiful pieces there is this work where all these idealized bodies are made, um, statues and bodies as a result are made into pixelated artwork and there's an auto generating moss that is taking over these bodies. I thought that was really gorgeous and really kind of spoke to this idea of like gender ideals and the earth taking over, that your body is a certain way. It's out of, it's almost out of your control, but that's kind of like gorgeous and it makes its own thing. Um, but yeah, I, I can't speak to the other artists um, because it was quite like a broad theme. Um, but I think maybe mine was the only uh, proper one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sweet, amazing. Um, and then how can people find out more about your artwork and support your art? Um, my art currently is only on Instagram and I'm hoping to make a web store soon. Um, there are posters, Rizzo printed posters made by Glam Press available of the No Cops at Pride poster that I made. Um, and I'm looking to give a, a portion of the profits to the Trans and Gender Diverse Incarceration Fund and also to the Victorian Aboriginal Legal Service, VALS. Um, so my Instagram is at sex.amulet. That website yet to be, uh, the, the web store yet to be named. I'm tossing up between like sex.amulet forgery <laughs> or like crazy Caleb's <laughs> good, good ass deals. <laughs> I don't know. Good bargains. <laughs> <laughs> Great bargains. Great bargains. I want to be the online Ming Ming. Um, for those who don't know, <laughs> Ming Ming is a fantastic $2 store in Footscray. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really great. I always <laughs> love their, um, what is it, the decorative tinsels in the lantern shades that they have hanging in the in the store. Yeah, so see, gorgeous. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, an, it's an exhibition in itself to go in there. <laughs> yeah, it's constantly changing. And you can buy the works. <laughs> and, <they're, laughs> and make art in your house. I have so many weird Garfield things from there. <laughs> On community radio around Australia, you were listening to Women on the Line. You just heard our conversation with Caleb, an illustration and comic artist. They spoke with us about their art practice as well as their recent art poster titled No Cops at Pride. Up next, we head to the Pride Street Party 3CR broadcast to hear from PX Wanu and drag performer Tongan Cheek. And kia ora, kia orana. Welcome to PX Fano live on the street, in the street, here on Smith Street for Midsummer. It's the Pride Victoria party. First, I um, 
want to say, I want to acknowledge the Wurundjeri and Boon people of the Kulin Nation, the true owners, caretakers and custodians of the stolen land from which we broadcast today. And we pay respect to elders past and present and extended that respect to all First Nations people who are listening, who are out there today and are listening to this broadcast, including sister girls, brother boys, Fa'afene uh, and um, everybody else who is queer identifying as Indigenous and First Nations people. So yeah, welcome to the first live PX Fano on the street. Marky is here. I'm Sonia Hammer and we've got Marky. Yes, I'm so excited to be here. Um, and it's good to see all our family around supporting Yay! as well. Let's go! <laughs> so coming live to you on 3CR, 8.55 a.m. Um, and thank you for tuning in. And without further ado, we have our first guest here. Uh, as mentioned before, Tong and Cheek is in the house, and we are very privileged to have you here on our live radio show. Hi, everyone. Yes. Lele, everyone. <laughs> um, and just for our listeners, um, sis, if you can just introduce yourself, please. Uh, hi, listeners. My name is Tong and Cheek. I am a uh, drag performer, performer Sorry, here at NAM, um, and I've been doing drag for almost a year now. I mean, just going off from your first performance, because you had entered with a Tongan song. Yes. And obviously, if you were a Pacific person in that moment, it was just such a proud moment for us that were there. And like, we just love you incorporating your Tongan heritage into your yeah. performances because it matters. Yeah. It matters. And people, when people see it, they feel it as well. 100%. Um, yeah, my first performance, I just wanted to, I'd said, what does the inner child want to do? Like, what does Sifa want to do? So yes. my tongue in cheek is my dragon name and Sifa is, I was like, what does Sifa want to do? And what does Sifa want to bring to the table? Yes. Um, and it was definitely something, it was definitely my heritage and my culture um, because I feel like, um, you know, as queer people, we grow up, um, especially in Tongan heritage and Pacifica culture. Um, so it was really important for me because I know there's, you know, other little kids out there or other little sisters out there who are struggling. Um, and it's just important for me to, I guess, if, I, if I'm going to be on the stage to represent yes. um, my culture. That's so I important, representing. Yeah. And yeah, it sort of knocks those barriers out of the way. And, 100%. and it means how many more gorgeous baby queens will be coming up. Yes. You know, it's so great to be in royalty. <laughs> Where are the baby queens? Uh, yes. And so just chiming on um, what you've just said, um, how important is it for you to have that quips of representation on those platforms that you've been a part of? It is so important. Um, I think for me, uh, when it was during lockdown when I watched Drag Race, it was season 12. Yes, it was season 12. Um, and Britta walked in. Oh my God. I didn't know Britta. I thought Britta was like, I thought she was Philo, to be honest. <laughs> um, and then, um, in her confessional, or in one of the uh, episodes, she was wearing like a Tongan shirt, and I was like, no, yes. Britta is Tongan. And season, yeah, season 12 was when I first started because I saw Britta, I was like, bitch, this is Tongan, like, come on. Mm. Um, and then, you know, later on we got, uh, what did we get? We got Coco Jumbo, then we got Queen Kong. Yes. So representation is so important, especially um, for kids at home who, um, I guess are still in the closet um, and only have uh, access to, say, um, social media 
or um, other networks. Mm. Um, and I think, yeah, that representation is so important. You know, yeah. 100%. Mm. Yeah, and also, you know, you've taken that platform that has been predominantly a white space and yeah. just made it your own. It's oh. just so I, important. It's yeah, gorgeous. I think, yeah, being in lockdown, I really... Mm. Uh, it, I feel like it was a gift to me, lockdown, because I was able to like sort of scope out what, what the scene has, what it doesn't have. Yeah. Um, and as soon as lockdown finished, I was like, okay, we have to do it. If you don't do it now, well then... Yeah. It's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. So you manifested it and now it's happening. Yeah, she said sun, moon and rising. She said manifestation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now what, what's happening next though? Um, where uh, do you take... Where does Queen go next? Uh, Tongan. Tongan. Uh, no, I mean yes, Queen with the Q. Come on. Hello. Yes, yes that's the Queen. Um, so at the moment, I, I got my first residency at Circuit. So I'll be performing. I perform there every, or pretty much every Friday. Awesome. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much, uh, I, I work, um, I guess, behind the scenes as well. Um, but yeah, currently that's where it's at. I'm just pretty much performing on Smith Street. Yeah. up the Smith Street. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, that's pretty much where we're at right now. Yes, and if you're listening yeah. in as well, we are located between Mason and Derby on Smith Street, next to the Big Rainbow. So make sure mm. you come down and say hi. Um, at the moment, we're going live on our Instagram. So if you can just yeah. wait till our followers. <laughs> Um, and yeah, if you, if you want to see us live, just tune into PX Farno's Instagram, and we're, we've got a live feed going so that you can listen and watch at the same time. I love yeah. that. Yes. And there's a lot of watching going on. Look at all the people. Yes. Hi, everyone. Like, no. Okay. Instant gratification. No, nobody. Nobody. You guys haven't drunk yet. Okay. Sure. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Uh, the sun's out. It's okay. Can I just get? Can I? Can I? Uh, is anyone in the crowd listening at the moment? Yes. I'm gonna. I'm going to. Yes. Okay. We're going to do a uh, practical game with you guys, and it's a someone, or not necessarily a game, but it's an activity to get you all interacting. So when I say Millie, can you rub your hands together? So everyone, mili, 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 mili. And when I say Patia, you're going to clap your hand. Patia, Patia, Lord Patti, Lord Patti. And when I say hey, hey, you're going to say ho. Okay? Hey, hey. Ho. Yes, thank you. Everyone is listening. Everyone is listening. We're getting a lot of interaction, and I love that. And that's all for Women on the Line today. We spoke with Caleb, an illustration and comic artist. They spoke with us about their art practice as well as their recent poster titled No Cops at Pride. Check out their poster No Cops at Pride at gender.garden. Alternatively, you can find their work on Instagram at sex.amulet and keep an eye out for their forthcoming online shop. Today we also heard snippets from the Pride Street Party 3CR broadcast with PX Wanu and drag performer Tongan Cheek. Thanks to the Community Broadcasting Foundation for their financial support. The theme music for our show is by Ripley Kavara. I'm Senya, and tune in to Women on the Line next week on your local community radio station. I'm Senya, and tune in to Women on the Line next week on your local community radio station.
You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.